listen up. Listen up. Those words will be said surely this afternoon or this evening in a huddle somewhere. Maybe it'll be the fourth quarter, maybe there'll be two minutes left, maybe there'll be 80 yards to go, and maybe there'll be 11 men there in a huddle, and they'll all be thinking all kinds of things, and then one of them, the quarterback, will say, listen up. And like that, the whole team will turn their heads and focus. Listen up. Jesus commands you today, he who has ears to hear, listen up. Or as he says it, which is better, let him hear. Quarterbacks say that kind of thing. Coaches say that kind of thing. And commanders in an army say just that sort of thing. Listen up. Right before the big offensive or defensive, whatever it is, right before the mission, that's what commanders do, isn't it? The men in their platoon have all kinds of thoughts in their minds, all kinds of scary things passing around them, and they need someone to stand up and say, listen up, here's what we're doing, here's where we're going, we're going to take that hill right there, and we're all going now. Listen up, Jesus says to all of us today, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Last week, we heard Jesus address our eyes, right? And I told you that the eye is the organ of judgment. We take in the world through our eyes. And what we see, we then pass a verdict on, whether it's good or not good. Today, consider your ears. He who has ears to hear, Jesus says, let him hear. And that sounds very reminiscent, doesn't it, of how our Lord spoke in the beginning. For surely, in the beginning, the Son of God was there with his Father and with the Holy Spirit. There, in the beginning, his, his, let there be, caused all things to come into existence. Let there be light. Let there be heavens above and earth below. Let the waters be gathered here. Let the dry land appear. Let the seeds bring forth their fruits. Let the rivers teem with life. Let there be, the Son of God said long ago, and things were. And today what we hear Jesus saying to us is nothing short of that. He is giving a command to your ear. He is creating in you the ear that hears. Let them hear. Listen up, Jesus says. Throughout his ministry, you know that our Lord often healed the the deaf, In fact, some of his best miracles, in my estimation, are those that come with healing the deaf. He stuck his fingers, remember this? He stuck his fingers in the guy's ear, gave him a wet willy, and he opened his ears so that he might hear. Jesus pays attention to the ear because the ear is the organ of faith. The eye is the organ of judgment, but the ear is the organ of faith. And I think in the church, in our life as disciples, the ear, hearing, is the primary thing, even more than what we see or what we feel. It is through the ear that faith is created. For faith, St. Paul tells us, comes how? By hearing. Just think of what you can't do with your ears that you can do with your other senses. If you don't like what you're seeing this morning, you can close your eyes, right? If you don't like the way that something feels, you can close your hands. You don't have to touch, you don't have to see. But you can't do that with your ear, can you? Oh, sure, you can stick your fingers in your ear, but you can't make your ears close themselves. Your ears are always open. 
And you can also direct your eyes somewhere else. So if you don't like looking up here, you can look up there and see something better than a pastor in a pulpit. But you can't direct your ears that way, can you? Even if you turn this way or turn that way, you still hear what's going on over there or over here. The ear is always open. The ear is the picture of reception, and this is how God made it to be. He didn't give you flaps that close over your ears because he wants your ears to be open. He wants your ears to be open and attentive and to receive his teaching. Hearing is the primary sense of faith. It is the organ of faith. It is always open, always taking things in. It is always receptive, and that's how our faith is. But you know how it goes. The ear is full of many things. It is not only the word of Jesus that clamors for your attention. It is not only the word of your Lord that fills your ear. It is not only the Lord Jesus who says, listen up. There are plenty around you who want you to listen to them. There is plenty of noise in our world, isn't it? And as if it wasn't enough that there was plenty of noise all around us, we have invented earbuds. You know what an earbud is? You see it all day long. You see especially people about the age of my acolyte and my age. Who am I kidding? You see people filling their ears with these earbuds. And so they fill their minds with all kinds of noise, 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 noise. The volume is always turned up. There is always someone in your ear. The volume might be coming from your phone. The volume might be coming from the TV. The volume might be coming from some other screen. But make no mistake, there is plenty of noise calling out to you, listen up. So you have to be careful how you listen. Because there's lots of clamoring, and there's lots of other voices that would fill your ears rather than the voice of Jesus. And so he says to you this morning, how are you listening? Now, Jesus has both an interest in how you listen and what you listen to. We'll come to that question in a minute. But first, consider this morning how his parable of the sower puts before you different ways of hearing That's what the parable of the sower does for us. It presents four different ways that people hear the word of Jesus. And the reason that this parable is given to you today is so that you can, so you can look in your own life and say, how is my hearing? Do I hear like this or like that? Can my hearing improve? And make no mistake, it can. And that's why Jesus tells the parable after all. This parable is not given to just doom you to some kind of hearing. So if you say, wow, I hear in a very shallow way. My sense of God's word, my understanding of his teaching is shallow. I guess I'm just always doomed to be rocky ground. Or or maybe you hear this morning and you say, man, my life is so full of the cares and concerns of pleasure and life. I must be thorny ground. I guess I'm just always thorny. No, Jesus tells the parable so that you can learn this morning. Jesus tells the parable so you can examine your own hearing and where it needs to change, you are to change. Just imagine the quarterback there in the huddle saying, listen up. And if the offensive lineman over here says, I'm not going to pay any attention to that, the quarterback's going to grab him by the shirt, right? He's going to grab hold of his face masks and say, pay attention. So our Lord sometimes has to deal with us, doesn't he? 
He has to command us, listen up, turn down the noise everywhere else, and listen closer. Pay attention more carefully. Jesus puts before you this morning four ways of hearing, and I'd want to just go through in our time this morning these different ways. But notice first what Jesus compares you to. Because at first glance, it feels like he's putting us down. Jesus compares us today to dirt, doesn't he? Those who hear the word are like four kinds of dirt. This is how our Lord often speaks to us. He says things about us that don't at first glance seem to be all that positive. He is the good shepherd. We are the sheep. Not exactly the way I'd like to be described, and yet in our Lord's mouth, it is no put down, but it is a compliment, for the Lord loves sheep. And this morning, when he compares you to dirt, you must remember how our Lord loves dirt. What did he do in the very beginning with the ground? He formed it into a man, and he breathed into the dirt his life-giving breath. It is no put-down to be called dirt, to be compared to dirt by our Lord Jesus because he is a farmer. And if you know anything about farmers, you know this. They love their dirt. Get a farmer talking about dirt, and before long, an hour will go by. They'll tell you all about the nutrients that are in the ground. They'll tell you all about how they have to rotate their crops to make sure that this nutrient gets replaced by that nutrient and all these other things that we didn't even really bother knowing. But farmers love their dirt. And so it is with our Lord Jesus. He loves soil, which is to say he loves you. Your ears, Jesus says, are like soil. And there's four different kinds of soil that they might be like. They might be like the hard pathway. You know this kind of person. It is someone who hears the word of God, and as soon as they hear it, it just bounces out of the ear. Perhaps some of you are like that this morning. You hear the things said from this lectern, said from this pulpit, and you just kind of say, well, I don't really care all that much. Listen up. If that is you, you must change. You must open your ear to Jesus. You must let him plow up the hardness of your ear because if you do not, if you do not, there will be nothing good that comes of it in the end. That word of God will be taken away from you and there will be no hope. So don't be hard ground. If you are, then call out to Jesus. Tell him to plow up your ears. Tell him to turn over the soil. Ask him to make a change and see how he will do it. But that's not the only way of hearing. There are also those who have very shallow soil in their ears. And this is common even among Christians. Jesus says this is the kind of person who hears the word of God, but there's no moisture in the ground. There's no depth there. And so when trials come, when persecution comes, when the cross of life comes, they say, well, I guess God's word is no good. And they chuck it aside. If this is you, if you have a very shallow understanding of God's word, if you don't get it all, if you have heard the word and you say, wow, I really like going to church, but by Monday I forget, and by Tuesday it's way out of my mind, then pray that God would give you depth. For Jesus tells this parable not to condemn you to one kind of hearing, but so that you may learn to hear better. 
Our Lord loves disciples. Our Lord loves those who ask. Our Lord loves the humble. He loves the simple. He will not turn you away if you ask him for depth of knowledge. Instead, he will say, this is why I put you in a church. This is why I gave you a pastor. This is why I surround you with fellow Christians so that you may gain depth. A third kind of hearing are those who hear the word and they take it in and they go about their life. And I think this is probably the most common among us, don't you? Those who Jesus calls the thorny ground. They hear the word of God, but they also hear all the other noise. Or as Jesus puts it, the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life are all around. We live in a very comfortable world, don't we? Some people describe it as a decadent sort of society, and you know what happens with decadence. You get fascinated by all kinds of soft things. You get fascinated by all kinds of comfortable things, and before you know it, you are obsessing and spending your life and spending your power and all of your energy on all kinds of other things, and the Word of God is an afterthought. Oh, that's something I cared about when I was little, or that's something that I'll get around to in the end, but for now, I've got to focus on life. For now, I've got to focus on the cares and pleasures of this world. Now, if we were talking about a garden, you can just chuck away the weeds of a garden, right? You can look at your garden and you could say, man, there's a lot of weeds. This happens to me every year. Um, I have big plans at the beginning, but by the end of the year, nothing's growing except weeds. And so I just say, well, I guess I'll just go buy stuff at the store, you know? But if we're talking about your soul, you can't just throw your soul away, can you? You have only one option. If you are obsessing with the cares and riches and the pleasures of the world and it is crowding out your knowledge of God's word, if it is stunting you from growing as a Christian, you must, you must weed those things out of your ears. You must put them far away from you. And that's hard, isn't it? Because the cares and the riches and the pleasures of the world are all around us. And when we're Christians, it's not like those things suddenly don't matter anymore. No, they, don't, they still matter. Jesus says, your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. But see, what a Christian is called to is to subordinate those things to the one thing needful. You must weed out the cares and the riches and the pleasures of this world, turn down the noise, so to speak, on those things, so that the word of God may have first place in your heart and your mind. And if you're wondering, oh, is that me? Well, just do a little test. When you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing that you reach for? What's the first thing that fills your ear? Is it the word of Jesus or is it something else? When some problem arises in your marriage or in your family, what do you turn to first? Is it the word of some expert or is it the word of Jesus? When some problem comes up in your health, in some other area of your life, where do you look for for help? It's not wrong to get help, but look first to Jesus. Let his word have the priority of place. Let his word put everything else in order. And then, then you will be like the good soil. That's the fourth kind of soil that our Lord puts before us this morning, those who hear the word with a good and honest heart. Now, think about what it means to hear God's word with an honest heart. It means that you don't pretend. It means that you don't pretend like you've got it all figured out. It means like that you don't pretend that you know it all, that you have all the answers, that you've figured it all out. Being good soil does not mean that you have all the answers. It means that you are honest 
about what you don't know. It means that you are honest about yourself. It means that you are honest and humble enough to ask the Lord for insight, to ask him for wisdom. And he has given you a promise, don't you know? Blessed are those. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Blessed are the learners. Blessed are the simple. Blessed are those who have the fear of God. That is the beginning of wisdom. They hear the word of God with honest hearts. They don't pretend to be something that they are not. And with patience, with patience, they continue. Could there be a better virtue for a Christian than patience? Could there be something that's more needed in our time than this? Patience. We live in a world that wants everything and wants it right now. And this morning, Jesus says, you've got it backwards. You must hear the word with patience. That means coming again and again and again. That means opening your scriptures again and again and again. That means hearing more and more and more. That means being like a farmer who goes out to check his crops again and again and again, and he knows, doesn't he? The farmer knows that it doesn't, the harvest doesn't come the day after the thing is planted. So it is with God's word. You will not see immediate results on your life as a disciple. The fruit comes in the harvest. The fruit comes over time. So don't give up. Don't lose heart. Don't be impatient, but hear the word with patience. For the word is the thing that we are to hear. And there is nothing better. I promise you this. There is nothing better. I will stake my life on this. There is nothing better than hearing the word of Jesus. What could be better than hearing how God has loved us sinners? What could be better? What would you rather spend your life on? What would you rather fill your ears with than the message that God has sent his son into this world to take our sins upon himself, that he has died in our place and he is risen now to rule all things? How would you rather spend your time? What would you rather put in your ears than this The sower loves to sow this seed, and when he sows it, it will bear fruit. Make no mistake, it will bear fruit a hundredfold. So listen. Listen to him. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. To Christ be the glory now and always. Amen.